Hi, this is Maureen Milliken. And this is Rebecca Milliken, and this is Groovy Tube. The Crimes of the Brady Bunch. Yes. And tonight's episode is a unique one because it was a pilot for a show that was then never made. Yes. Kelly's Kid. And we're in season five still. It's episode, episode 25 of our show. And it's episode 14 season of season five. five. Right. And want to just get into it yeah, and we can talk it. about the other stuff at the end. Yes, we will. The opening scene is the Brady. They're showing the Brady house, but then they have these little squares that come up with photographs. Special guest star Ken Barry and Brooke Bundy. Yes. And we all know Ken Barry and we'll talk about him at the end. People of our generation know Ken Barry. Yes. Yes. I always loved him. Captain Parmeter. So the driveway. Peter and Greg are shooting hoops, and then it pans to the rest of the yard. Jan and Marsh are playing ping pong, and Bobby and Cindy are playing frisbee. Time in Olympic, that tiny it's, yard. It's like an Olympics for dorks or something. <laughs> I mean, it's... And then we go into the family room. Mike and Carol are having coffee at the table with another couple, Ken Barry. They don't say the character's name, so I just call him Ken, and then it turns out that is his name. It was originally supposed to be Jim, and then they changed it for some reason. Oh, that's interesting. Probably because people kept calling him Ken. So Ken says to Mike and Carol, your kids were our inspiration. And the wife, they don't say her name, but we find out later, she refers to a talk that they had with the Brady's. Apparently they had had some talk about kids previously. And then she shows them a photograph of a little boy who looks just like a light haired version of Bobby hmm. when he was little, because it turns out the actor is Mike. And he is a cute little boy. And I just want to make a correction here while I think of it, that I had said in the Snow White and the Seven Brady's. And also in this Joe Namath one. And also in the Joe Namath one that was Mike Lickenland's brother. And I think it was his older brother. He was yes. uncredited. It wasn't this kid. It wasn't this one. Mike and Carol ooh and ah over the picture. And Ken and his wife say the boy's name is Matt. And after tomorrow, he'll be their son. And I think at some point they also say he's eight. He's eight years old. The women hug. And Mike says, that's why you got the bigger house. Mm. And Ken says, yeah, he didn't want to say anything about the adoption until it was final. And I will say that adopting older kids is difficult. People who do it, you have to be the right type of person to do right, it. Right, you definitely do. Carol says, being a parent is so much fun. Watching them grow, sharing their love. Meanwhile, the kids are having a free-for-all out in the yard. Kind of a big fight. Yeah, they aren't really fighting, though. They're screaming, but they're right. laughing. Right. So uh, they're, like, fighting over all the toys that they mm -hmm. were, the Frisbee and stuff. Mike goes to the glassless sliding door and tells no, them No, he actually goes up. to a glassless window. Oh, yeah. Opens okay. the glassless window. And yells at them to shut the fuck up. And I'm like, why did he have to open it since there's no glass? <laughs> Carol looks at the photo again and says, he's a cute little boy. And the wife says, he's sweet, bright, and open. And Ken says, and housebroken, which is more than I can say for your kids when you got him. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene is the couple and the little blonde Bobby. They're walking up to this giant, you can't really see the house, the front of a house. And he's just saying, wow. And, oh, and why does every house in that neighborhood have giant front doors? It's the 70s. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. They go into a room filled with toys and he just keeps saying, wow, it's the best room in the world. And the little boy is wearing one of those football warm-up jackets that were popular back then that the, like felt or fleece 
with the leather arms. And our brother Jimmy had a Cincinnati oh, yes. Bengals one that was black and white. Around it would have been right around the same time. And Ken says it's not just toys; it's got a lot more than that. And Matt says, "Yeah, real racing cars." Mm. And the wife says, "And a real father and mother." Don't push it. I know they're the desperate kid... for some kind of validation. And, and the thing is, the, I know, not to make it too serious, but I remember watching some show about adoption about a family that did foster a lot of kids and the the mother said and they adopted some of them and the mother said you cannot expect gratitude and you can't expect especially not at the beginning they're not grateful they've been through a lot of shit like we don't know i mean i know it's fictitious but you don't right. know what this kid went through right you can't expect it they're kids i know they're like desperate just really their desperation is a little I don't know, cringeworthy, yes, I guess. The next scene is Ken and Matt. They're in a room with a bright blue shag rug. Matt has beaten him at checkers again. Mm. Ken says, you must be a terrific checkers player. And Matt says, the other kids beat me all the time. You must be rotten. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Now we're in the bathroom and the wife is showing Matt where all the stuff is. And she puts toothpaste on his toothbrush. Then she's like trying to help him. And he's like, I can brush my own teeth. And she apologizes. And then she just stands there and he says he can go to the bathroom himself too. And that bathroom actually has a toilet. Mm, Did you I notice know. behind yeah, him? One step up from the Brady's house. Well, I guess it's five years after they started. So right. things have changed. She says, oh yeah, sorry. And runs out. Mm. She, and then goes in her bedroom and cries. Because she? he doesn't love her. Oh, uh, I was making a joke. Oh. That was a joke. And now we're back in Matt's bedroom. Ken and wife are making the boys bed, which why did they have it already I, made? I know. And it's um, almost like he hadn't been in there yet. It was weird. I know. And then Matt comes in dressed in pajamas and he kneels to say his prayer. And do you see a brief look of panic on their faces when he kneels down no i didn't notice that I just it's almost it was... like oh shit we never even talked about religion okay he's gonna do this let's go with it he has a long list of names miss phillips who works at the orphanage and mr and mrs kelly who are now mom and dad his two best friends Dwayne and steve and then he has a bunch of other names mm, yeah and it goes on and on and then more at it's an outdoor nighttime scene and there's kind of ominous music playing or like suspenseful music. And a middle-aged woman is walking up the front walk. So we mm -hmm. know she's not going to be a good person. No. Also because she's a middle-aged woman. She looks around judgmentally and rings the doorbell. She's Mrs. Payne and she lives next door. Ken answers the door and she tells him she and Mr. Payne didn't realize they had kids. And Ken says they didn't until today. And she says, oh, an adopted child. Mm -hmm. And then she says she and her husband don't have kids and they like to keep their home neat. It's like, good, keep your fucking home neat. But guess right. what, lady? Here's the property line and I'll do whatever right. the fuck I want. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Me too. I'll say, oh, I'll, I'll be sure to keep my house as gross looking as possible now because you're next door. She says, boys trample flowers, break windows and write things on walls. Mm. Ken says there shouldn't be a problem. Then she says she hears Ken is in show business. And he says he does a nightclub act. And she says she supposes somebody has to do it. Dee. 
It's like, what a fucking bitch. And the laugh track thinks she's hilarious. Yeah, I know. And I I really don't think she's funny at all. Now we're back in Matt's room and he's in bed crying. Ken and his wife come in and they ask him, what's wrong? And he says he misses Dwayne and Steve. Mm-hmm. He's to sleep between them at the orphan. I call it the orphanage, but I don't think that's what he right. calls it. They say there are a lot of kids in the neighborhood, but Matt doesn't want other kids. He only wants his friends, which you can't blame him. They tell Matt that he can visit his friends. They'll bring him to visit. And he's very happy about that. And he hugs them. And then he goes to sleep. And I have to say, he's a very cute little boy. He's adorable. He's a good actor, even though, you know, it's 70s yeah. kid acting. Right. But I thought he's really cute. Yeah. And sweet. Now there's an exterior shot of their house, which is like a low ranch style house. Then we're in Ken and his wife's bedroom and she's on the phone. She's kind of excited. She hangs up and says that that was Carol. And Carol said that her kids are never lonely because there is always another kid around. Oh, why don't they just, they could get him a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Ken's like, what, you want to adopt another kid? And she says, well, it'll be easier than the first one. Because it's so easy to adopt. Yeah. She's like, we already filled out all the paperwork. Right. Let me just, just copy it. And Ken says, but it'll cost more. And she just kind of looks at him. And then he says, well, I guess we can put another bed in Matt's room. And then they hug each and other. And I'm like, don't tell me that a house in that neighborhood with that big a front door, only has two bedrooms. <laughs> maybe maybe Mike Brady designed, <laughs> designed it. it, right? <laughs> they, their room is huge. <laughs> There's an exterior shot and the sign says Terrace Adoption Home. And they go into an office and it's, I think it's Miss Phillips. I wonder if she's related to Mr. Phillips, mm. like his daughter. Maybe his sister. sister. Listeners, Mr. Phillips, Mike's old boss. Yeah. I'm sure some of you know that. Mike's um, boss. He's oh, Mike's boss in every boss. season. I know, but they haven't talked about him lately. Well, they did at the Cincinnati Kids. That's right. It's yeah. She welcomes them into her office. Ken and wife tell Miss Phillips that Matt is at the Brady house. They dropped him off at the Brady's. Right. Like they have to tell her. Like, right. Oh, we did just leave him home alone. They want to adopt another boy. And they ask her about Dwayne and Steve. And she says, Dwayne and Steve are great boys. I'll give you two for the price of one. Right. <laughs> now there's an outdoor playground. Where every kid seems to be the same age. Yeah. Well, all the babies are gone. The yeah. kids are playing. Miss Phillips calls Dwayne and Steve, who are working on a painting together. Dwayne is black. Well, they don't say, but well, one right, kid is but black they and the other is Asian. Yes. And there's a momentary yes, look. Yes, they look at each other. Like, they oh, have no. this kind of look. I know. They're they kind of just white. look at each other. But when they greet the boys, they're nice right. to the boys. And they tell them that Miss Phillips calls. The three of them, Matt, Dwayne, and Steve, the three musketeers. Miss Phillips gets called away to deal with some girls who are fighting over, it looks like they're fighting over a jump rope. They They look a little older. They they look like 12 or so. The boys tell Ken and wife that Matt was lucky to be adopted. Mm -hmm. Most people want babies, which they are correct. And I was going to say, and most people don't want Asian and black kids either. They want blonde, blue-eyed white boys like Matt. Ken and his wife say they're sure that they'll find families too. Mm. Then they part ways and Ken and his wife watch Twain and Steve work on their painting and they have thoughtful looks on their faces Mm. while they're looking at them. Now we're in the Brady family room. Mike has a cool open neck white and brown shirt on with a gold chain. Yeah, it's groovy. 
Ken and his wife say they're sure Mike and Carol can give them great advice. And Ken says, the fact that Dwayne is black and Steve is Oriental surprised us at first, but what difference does that make? And not that. And this is the first time in five years race has ever been discussed. Yeah. On this show. And they have had black kids like in that last episode. Shirley. Shirley was black. black. I mean, they do filter in you know, kids of different races, but this is the first time anyone's ever brought up race. Mike and Carol keep trying to respond, but Ken and his wife don't shut up and say they can't decide which boy. So they think they're going to adopt both. They are so glad for Mike and Carol's advice, which of course was none because every time Mike and Carol tried to open their mouth and respond, they just talked over them. So they kind of didn't really get any of them. They say they're going back to get the other boys and thank you for your advice. It really helped. And Mike says, it was really nothing. And then when they <laughs> leave, ha ha ha. And Carol's like, do you think we were like that? It wasn't the same thing. So, and they're you know. Like the same, they're not that much older. Maybe right. five years. Maybe, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing I thought. Oh, so they're supposed to be like a lot older than Ken. And So the next scene is the Kelly's house. And the nameless wife, she does have a name, but they haven't said it yet. And Matt are setting the table it's that pretty blue and white china it's like that transfer wear or whatever they right call it. i guess they don't have a housekeeper no nope. matt wonders why are there five places to set she and says, maureen wonders why they couldn't talk it over with matt and why they have to spring it on him like a surprise because he's a kid mm-hmm. you don't tell kids anything back then she says dad's bringing home two old friends and then ken comes in with the two boys and the boys all hug and exclaim that they're going to be brothers. I thought it was a cute scene when they were it was. each other. Yeah, it was. And then the family eating, they are laughing and talking. But we don't hear what they're saying, but it's very natural. It was fun. Do you notice what they're drinking with their spaghetti? Milk. Yeah. Milk. But that Italian bread looks that's good. That's a wasp thing. Now we're in the boys' bedroom. The boys are fighting over the bed, so it's just the same setup as the Brady boys. They have one single bed and then a bunk bed. The two new boys want to know why they have bunk beds. And to me, I liked bunk beds. When and I was Matt should have said, because I'm white. I know. And he said, well, I was here first. I've been here almost a week. And then they get in a pillow fight, which goes on for kind of a while. It's a long scene. Yes. And then Ken comes in to break it up, but then he ends up joining in. And then the wife comes in and says, I don't have three little boys. I have four. Hmm. It's like, yeah, lady, that's the way it is. The phone rings, so she goes to answer it and asks Ken to please put them to bed. And on the phone, it's Carol. And I finally learned that her name is Kathy. Yes. After this whole thing. And Kathy tells Carol, Miss Phillips waived the waiting period, so the boys came home sooner. And Kathy says she has to bring them all to school to register them. And Carol says, it's the Kelly Rainbow. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're back in the boys' room, and Ken is teaching the boys a dance routine. Why? I don't know. Because it's mostly putting them to bed. My theory is so people can see Ken Ken Berry's great dance moves. Yes. And it's kind of cute because the kids are... Yes, it was cute. It looked pretty complicated, and then he wants them to repeat it, and it's really cute because, of course, they can't repeat it, and they look really cute doing it. And then Kathy comes in and is the adult of the situation, and Ken makes the boys go to bed. Yes. Now, it's outside at the front door. Miss Payne 
is at the front door looking mm-hmm. annoyed and i mm-hmm. say fuck her right who the fuck is she she must be pretty fucking nosy to have even noticed i mean the kids are in the house and they She's look like, like that big yard with a lot of shrubbery Although they don't show her like they used to show Mrs. Kravitz right. spying all the time. She tells Ken she notices the new children of different colors, but she's not a bigot. She and Mr. Payne even managed to be cordial to the Shapiros on the next block. Mm. Ken slams the door in her face after telling her she's neighbor of the right. year or something. And once again, the laugh track just <laughs> thinks this is a hilarious. Although I thought his thing. acting was good. He looked I, He was, yeah. But yeah, the laugh track is not necessary. Now we're in their kitchen and Kathy says, Mrs. Payne is impossible. And Ken says, you shouldn't have gone over there to try to reason with her. I never would have gone over there. No, I wouldn't Fuck you. I would have said, come on my property again. We're calling the cops, bitch. My my way of dealing with someone like her is to just ignore them. Right. Because she has no power over me. Right. And Kathy says, she makes Archie Bunker look like a liberal, which I thought was interesting that they're referencing another show although they were both cbs paramount i don't know i just thought that was interesting because the brady is kind of in a bubble and lloyd even mentions they were deliberately in a bubble yeah but again this was a pilot for but a... this show does seem a little bit different in tone yeah i thought and maybe that because they were gonna make it a little more updated and try to since it was a pilot well and try to... i have something to say about that yeah when okay. it's time now we're in the boys room Dwayne is getting out of bed he's gonna go get some milk and he persuades steve to come with him and ken and kathy are still in the kitchen talking about mrs Payne. kathy says mrs Payne is going to give them a hard time because of steve and Dwayne. she's going to try to keep kathy out of the pta and ken out of whatever man organizations they have i don't know she mm. says it, but it's just like... Yeah. The Optimist Club is one of them. Yeah, the Optimist Club. Which would be ridiculous. But... Even the PTA is... The PTA is begging for people. Yeah, no shit. And also, isn't... Mrs. Payne doesn't have any kids. So what would she have to do with the PTA? Right, and also... I can see the Garden Club or something. Right, and also, what's she going to say? We need to keep Kathy Kelly out because she has a black kid and Asian kid. I know, kid. it's just stupid. But anyways... Of course, Dwayne and Steve overhear this, and then, mm-hmm. then they take off. In the boys' room again, Dwayne and Steve are dressed in little jackets and everything, and they're writing it. No, Dwayne is writing the note. That's cute. They make sure to say how much they like it at the Kelly home, and they both hate to cause trouble. They both sign it, the note, and they're about to leave, but Matt wakes up and sees them, and they tell him what's happening, and he says he's going to go with them. Now it's the Brady driveway. Greg pulls up. It's nighttime. Greg pulls up in his the convertible after. No, a hot I day. think he was driving the station oh, wagon. Oh, maybe the station wagon. He gets out of the car and he sees the boy sleeping on the patio furniture. He wakes him up and is like, What are you doing here? It's like, who are you? And I'm like, what? In this house where there are no secrets at all, nobody mentioned in front of Greg that I the know. Kelly's. Well, adopted. he does say he wakes him up and they tell him. And he's like, who are you? And they're like, we've been brothers since five o'clock tonight. And he says, oh, you're the Kelly kids. Oh, okay, right. Oh, you're those three kids. Yeah, I heard about you. And they tell Greg they liked it there, but they were causing trouble, so they had to leave. Aww. Greg says they should come inside. And also, I remembered this from when I was a little and used to watch it. Matt says, well, I decided to come here because we thought, you know, you have a lot of kids and (laughs) we wouldn't be noticed. Right. Which, of course, the audience laughs because, of course, they're going to notice that there's a black Asian kid. Right. Not the audience because there is no audience. The laugh track. 
they're in the family room and Carol is serving them hot chocolate and Mike is sitting with them. They're sitting at that round table. Mike and Carol pretend to take the boys' plan seriously. And then Kathy and Ken show up all frantic. Kathy and Ken tell the boys, we need to stick together. And they don't care about what Mrs. Payne is going to do. And Ken says, they're the five musketeers, not the three musketeers. Mm -hmm. And Alice comes in and makes a racially obtuse joke. She's very confused. She's like, you two could be Mike and Alice, but I know the three of you are not. Bobby, Peter, and Greg. Yeah, Alice. Mm -hmm. Now the tag. They're at the Brady house. Kathy, Ken, and Mike and Carol are looking out at the kids playing in the yard. Ken and Kathy thank Mike and Carol for giving them the book, The Three Musketeers. But they brought it back because they wanted to show them what the boys did to the book. Mm -hmm. And they show Mike and Carol the picture of the three musketeers. One's face is now yellowish and the other is dark brown. Ah, Mm -hmm. how cute. The boys colored them in. Because the boys realize at a young age that everybody's white in books yes you know what i was thinking though about this show and you can talk about the show itself in a minute Mm -hmm. but you could do a show like this that would actually be a serious drama that would be very interesting to see oh like this is us kind of yeah but how did the three boys grow up with their different backgrounds and having white parents because it is it's right and you could do different vignettes about their backgrounds Mm -hmm. so i like the mod squad did you learn about this well as we know it was a pilot it's not clear why it wasn't picked up it wasn't an era you know all in the family and there's also other shows that we're now dealing with race and stuff by the way, Sherwood Schwartz wrote the script. Sherwood, who created yes. the Brady Bunch of Gilligan's Island, he's the one who wrote the script, so he created the show, and that's why the script's a little different. He was writing it for a pilot. Erica Woke in the Bradypedia says, The episode was originally written with the intent of turning it into a series. The Kellys appeared on the Brady Bunch in order to get viewers to swing over to the show. So the show aired January 4th, 1974, you know, pilots don't don't get picked up. Like the Brady, the pilot for the Brady Bunch was filmed a year before the show was picked up. Yes. So apparently nothing happened the next season. And Erica Woke writes, On June 3rd, 1975, Sherwood Schwartz wrote a letter to the FCC asking if the new series Kelly's Kids would qualify for the children's programming exception to the new primetime broadcasting rule. The FCC wrote back, and said it didn't know because it didn't know enough about the series. Based on that letter, we know that Sherwood was still thinking about the series a year after the Brady Bunch had been canceled. Alas, it never came to fruition, and all that remains is a single episode that aired on the Brady Bunch. So, I read that, and I said, what is this FCC rule Erica Woke writes about? Because mm-hmm. she didn't say. And it turns out that I won't go into a big, long thing about it, In um, 1971, a thing called the Primetime Access Rule was passed by the FCC. Basically, it was because of complaints about what was on evening television, and it limited primetime, which at that time went from 7 to midnight to 8 to 11. Mm. And the FCC thought by doing that, it would force the networks. And so what that meant is the networks controlled the 8 to 11 slot and local stations controlled things going up to 8 o'clock and things after no, that 11 makes o'clock. Sense. And that was actually rescinded in 1996, but it still has its effects. 
and the networks were hoped that local stations would fill it with more educational programming yeah. and, local news and stuff. And what happened is that's when syndication was really picking up and that's when game shows and stuff started filling that. But what happened too was there was like the wholesale cancellation because the networks had less room of shows like Hee Haw, the Lawrence Welk show. Oh yeah. But those immediately went into syndication went, and that's yes. why they were on at like seven o'clock on Sunday night and shit. Yeah. And so the exception to that was children's programming. The network could still have like children's programming that it could dictate to its station oh, earlier, okay. that it run earlier. And so Sherwood was asking, and my guess is, because I can't find any other information, that the show wasn't picked up because the networks were really narrowing down and then trying to make what they show between 8 to 11 much more appealing yes. to the big TV audience, which was people in their 20s, 30s. Would be 18 to 49 or whatever. Right, know. which the Brady Bunch wasn't. And that's So what Sherwood was trying to do, I think, to get it picked up was to say it applies to that child programming exception so you can put it on at 730 yeah. or whatever. And I, I think nobody chomped. But the other thing, too, is the networks were going through a lot of changes and sappy family shows exactly. were going out of favor and more edgy things like all in the family sanford yeah. and son chico yeah. and the man you know. the jefferson and i wonder what else sherwood had going on at them but i just wonder if his popularity had sailed like he yeah he did a lot of stuff in the 60s and but and those just, shows, you know, but right. then, yeah, right. it just was kind of stale. Well, not stale, but kind of old hat. Like you were saying, different types of shows. It's too bad, too, because Brooke Bundy, it was General Hospital. She oh, was yes, it was General Hospital. She was Diana. Diana Taylor, I think. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> Ken Barry, remember things like that. And Ken Barry, who I had a super crush on, like in yeah, my pre-10-year-old days. true. And I was reminded a little watching this. Yeah, F Troop, Cat, Captain Parmiter on F Troop. Yeah. And then he was on Mayberry RFD, which didn't Yes, do that's right. Mayberry. And, and he, then he was on Mama's Family. Yeah, and so he was on a lot of stuff. And, and he was very talented song and dance man. And I think a talented actor, too. I, yeah. You know, F Troop really didn't show off his true <laughs> skills. <F> but <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the song. I can still sing the song. Uh, the <laughs> end of the Civil War. But yeah. anyway, so that's episode 25 yeah that us. was i liked it was a little bit different i just felt like it was a little punchier yeah the a script. little bit was a little less bland that could be too because sherwood schwartz himself wrote it instead yeah. of the the lloyd schwartz led cast of dopes who wrote the other scripts so anyway we have to say goodbye so we'll see you again in two weeks when we will have a classic gender battle, the driver's Oh, seat. yes. You'll remember this one. And stay groovy. The end of the Civil War was near when quite accidentally A hero who sneezed abruptly seized retreat and reversed it to victory Command F Troop, where Indian fights are colorful sights and